Femininity is powerful in all its forms. Exceptional women, rare girls must be appreciated in every way for their perspectives, actions, thoughts, and their unique ways of being. Such rare girls are inspiring. And this is what this podcast is all about. Hello, my name is Aziz and my guest today is Katerina Mikhailova. Catherine is a Flex alumna of 2017, a previous Flex City representative of Kyiv, and she graduated from the Faculty of International Relations, as well as being one of the best model UN delegates. Hello, Catherine. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Hope you're doing well, too. I'm doing nicely. I'm feeling optimistic and glad to be alive and to ask a bit more about you as a person if your friends or the people who know you would describe your personality who you are what would they say oh well that's kind of difficult but i guess they will say that i'm very straightforward um as well as open, like very, um, in terms of uh, emotions, and I don't uh, hide. Um, I hate like lying to people and stuff. So um, I'd say that they can also describe me as like friendly, um, adventurous, I guess. So maybe something else. We'll have to ask them after. Thank you. And you mentioned that you're a direct kind of person. Why is that important for you? And if you had to be indirect or not say exactly what you think and feel, what is bad for you about that? Well, um, I'm that kind of person who always wears my heart on the sleeve. So it's very hard for me to hide my emotions, to hide how I feel about people. So that's why I prefer like direct approach to whether like say openly whether I like the person, whether or not, because I'd say it's very important to be sincere and um, I don't want to waste my time and energy on pretending because it's just, our life is too short, so why don't we enjoy the fullest and don't hide behind masks and stuff? So I just feel like being open is extremely important. Thank you. And that makes me curious. When you are in the U.S., being direct, etc., didn't people feel you were hurting their feelings or how did you deal with that? Well, there is this line, yeah, being open and being very rude, but... Um, my exchange year has taught me a lot about being diplomatic and acceptance. So I would always think before I would make any like uh, results, consequences, or some um, things I want to like present to people or wh whether I want to say them. So it um, taught me a lot to um, not judge the book by the cover. So I prefer to get to know a person first and then make some um, decisions or say something to them. Thank you. That's really, really interesting. And it seems to me that you're someone who's constantly around people, etc., do you feel you're more of a logical person and you're not much affected by emotions? Or 
Are you highly emotional, but you hide it deep inside? I'm extremely emotional and I am an empath, which makes it sometimes very hard to be around people and control my emotions. But I think um, the older you get, you learn it, uh, that you sometimes have to be a little logical because being emotional not always can get you to the place you want to be so that's why i'm still learning how to be like calm and how to like think um not being very impulsive so that's what um aging kind of teaches me thank you and it's interesting you mentioned you're an empath there are people who cannot understand that what is it for you do you feel the energy of people or is it that your body feels the same emotions they feel or how would you describe it to someone who might not have such developed sense of emotional compassion? I would say it's both something good and something bad at the same time, because I um, can guess from um, just the tone of uh, what the person is saying or is recording like the message and something. Uh, whether he's happy or not. And um, especially if this person is very close to me, I just... I, I can't distance myself from his or her emotions. Um, it makes it sometimes very hard, but at the same time, I think it's the trait that makes me a good friend, that I can always relate to the struggles and problems of some people. Um, but at the same time, it's very difficult when um, someone's emotions are overshadowing your own. And um, I just have to like um, grow a thicker skin, I guess, at some point in order like to finally learn how to distance from um, other people's emotions. Thank you. And you spoke about the negative side of it. I will ask about when you were, for example, a Flex City representative and you needed to deal with people to motivate them to create events and make them happy. What was your secret of leadership? How did empathy contribute as well as someone who doesn't have that empathy? What's your advice for them to lead a group, to be motivating, inspiring, and do projects that others want to be involved with? Thank you for the question. It's a very interesting one. Um, actually, I think I was very lucky because I had um, the most supportive uh, people around me and my best friend. She was the city representative a year before me. <clears throat> so we would always like work together in her year. And um, she would always support me during my city representative year. And I feel extremely grateful for the Flex alumni community, for their support, openness, so that I know, like, whenever I texted some people, like, hey, I do need your help with something, they would always respond and they would always um, come and help me out, which was, um, I don't know, it was life-saving in some situations and um that's why having this uh community with like people you know you have gone through so much with it's extremely helpful and i feel like uh without this community it would have been i don't know a thousand times harder but luckily i haven't had a lot of difficult moments um during my year it was kind of challenging because it was the year when pandemic started and it was like nearly impossible to gather everyone but um, luckily there were online events so 
this was like the way out, organize something in Zoom. So I would say just surround yourself with people you trust and people you know that aren't going to betray you. And this is going to be the key because what kind of leader you will be without support. So. I love that. And you mentioned surrounding yourself with people you trust, as well as your friend, who was the city representative from the year before. Well, how do you as an empath develop friendships? Is it the energy of people? And when you feel that their energy just gives you that buzz and electricity and chemistry together, then no matter their personality, you will become friends? Or are you someone who's more closed off at first, observant and trying to understand their values, their character before you open yourself up and choose those friends? Which kind are you? Thank you for the question. Well, I think I'm more of a second person who usually um, keep like, keeps my energy inside for some time. I'd like to uh, look at people to see what kind of like personality they have and whether we match, whether our energies match and whether we have same values because it's really important for me like to match on certain levels with people and then proceed further to friendship. So with my best friend who was the city representative prior to my year, we had a lot in common and we had uh we were matching on like each level our hobbies were matching our values were matching and it was like i have uh, got a soulmate and i think this was very um, helpful in the future because we've worked together we collaborated on a lot of projects so yeah thank you and there is something i'm very curious about You have been to the U.S., for example, and you notice how people can be open and friendly from the very first second. Well, it tends to be in Ukraine and Ukrainians that they are closed off at first until they know the person before opening up. Why do you think that happens? Where does it come from? And are you so sensitive that if you trust the wrong person and they say something you don't like, you get deeply hurt, so you close yourself? Or is it something you observed growing up in teachers and parents and so you emulated it? Or I'm really curious, where does it come from that culturally people can behave in such totally different ways and they both seem to be okay with it. Well, actually, like the first part is a very good question. And I used to ask it a lot uh, to my parents and grandparents. And um, um, the first time I asked it, I've heard the, the weirdest explanation to this question. But the older I get, the more like the deeper I get into history, the more th- the more sense it makes for me. Um, I think Ukrainians, um, as well as a lot of countries who used to be a part of USSR are very reserved at first because they don't know who to trust. And uh, it always makes me think of this uh, period um, in the history, in the beginning of 20th century, where a lot of people would blackmail each other or would um, sell off the people. Like, uh, so who is supporting who, who is not supporting the like Red Army, the communists. And that's why a lot of people are not trust, like didn't used to trust each other. And they would be very mean at first, unless they know the person fully. 
And um, that's why my grandparents had a very hard time making friends because they didn't know who to trust. And um, that's why I think a lot of people are surprised that the modern generation is more open-minded compared to the um, previous generations who's like who still lived in Soviet Union. So, and um, I guess that's why we still have this pattern from our grandparents to be very cautious about what we say to who we say that. And um, I guess this is one of the traumas that every Ukrainian has inside but they are still kind of coping with it and working yeah thank you yes on my other podcast i interviewed a ukrainian called um natasha and um it was called the post-soviet trauma so (laughs) i understand what you're talking about and to know even more about your situation and what happened on February 24th. How did you hear that news? What were you doing? How you did discover the war? How did you feel? And how did these months change your mindset or personality? I guess the war happened, like started for me in the 2014, um, 2014 when I saw the military uniform in my house for the first time. And... Um, we had curfew in my uh, hometown. It's in the east, um, Melitopol in the Parisian region. It wasn't occupied in tw- 2014, but we still felt like we saw the uh, war because it was pretty close. And um, I remember, um, on I guess it was Easter. Um, I remember a lot of cars, a lot of tanks were uh, being transported uh, by the streets of my hometown. And this is where, when I realized that it's a legit war. And um, for the eight years prior to the 24th of February, I have been very anxious and fearful that it might um, hit my city. And I even, I, I couldn't imagine um, Melitopol being occupied, but well... And um, on the 24th of February, I was woken up by um, a call of um, a f- like relative of mine. He said that um, you have to pack immediately. You have to leave Kiev because um, it is going to be uh, bombed pretty heavily. And I called my parents immediately because my uh, house is very close to the military object in Melitopol. And uh, I couldn't reach them um for the like first three, five times. And then um, my mom finally picked up the phone and she was like, yeah, it started, we are being bombed. We are in the shelter now. And uh, this was definitely the day that um, I have never felt more vulnerable than like on the 24th of February. And uh, when at night I saw the videos of Russian troops entering the city, it was the time I realized that it is like it's real. It's not like something that was far away. It is happening in my hometown, and um, a lot of my relatives have to escape, and I have to do something. But I was in the village Klavdiva. Uh, it's near Barayanka, Makarov, and Bucha. It's in this triangle, 
And I've heard the artillery, I heard the fighters flying, and it was definitely the most traumatizing experience. But I think also, it's as it's an experience, it has taught me that everything is possible and you have to just get on board and be very acceptant of the events and learn how to deal with them. I feel your pain and to understand because this is such a traumatic experience, even when there is hopefully soon the victory of Ukraine, etc. Do you feel like some experts say there will be a trauma within the Ukraine society that you need for a, a next generation or two before people can find themselves more emotionally balanced, less traumatized? Or do you think that if there is victory, people will recover and heal easily and things will be better? So do you feel that this would, will mark the spirits and the hearts of every Ukrainian in a negative way for a long, long time? Thank you for this question. I've actually been thinking about it for, I don't know, the last like four months. And I guess um, when our territories are liberated, when we finally celebrate um, the victory, I think this is going to be definitely the starting point for a lot of Ukrainians to start recovering from trauma. But this is not easy process. And um, compared to the traumas of our grandparents, of um, our great-grandparents who were sent to uh, concentration camps and who were starved during Holodomor. And um, I see how these traumas are still um, not being healed um, in my grandparents, in my parents. And I think it might take longer for me to recover from it uh, because I've seen uh, the horrors of war. But um, I guess this is, we have to look at this not as a bad experience. We have to look at this as a lesson that we have to always rely on ourselves. This is, this victory is for our land and we should never um, give it away easily. We should fight for what's ours. And I guess um, maybe in three, four generations, when uh, we will have lived on a liberated territories in a free, um, democratic Ukraine, um, I guess that's when um, those generations will feel free from trauma, from bad experience, from those negative patterns that we have now. So I guess that's, that might be. Thank you. And to ask you then even more, because millions of Ukrainians are abroad, they have started a new life, maybe new university, a new job, a new career. And yes, they love Ukraine, but they probably think back home, it's unknown. Maybe their homes, they don't know if they're still there or destroyed. The economy is in a bad shape. Do you believe that when there is victory, they will return? Or 
they will stay outside of Ukraine because they will have a new stable life rather than return to something that they don't really know what will happen. What's your perspective? Well, that's interesting. Um, From my personal experience, there are a lot of people I know who are just waiting to come back, um, who have started different startup projects um, online. And uh, they are very, they're not like opposed uh, to the country they're staying now, but they feel extremely homesick and they just can't wait to pack their things and come back. But I definitely understand the people who, who left and they don't feel it's safe to come back and they don't think that in 20 years everything will change. It's surely their decision and I totally respect that. And I see where they are coming from with this. But I guess um, it doesn't doesn't make them less of Ukrainians because they left, not because they wanted to, because they were made to leave. And um, I think in the future, my generation is the one that feels the most homesick about Ukraine. And I guess that my generation will come back, or the majority, and um, will work with the economy, with all the political situation, because war is terrible. Um, it has made a lot of people suffer, but it's also another push. It's also another fresh start for a lot of projects, for a lot of activities. And I guess that... Um, Modern generations are here to aim the cause and fix kind of the med consequences. So we just have to wait for the victory. Thank you so much. And I remember you're doing some things within the Flex community to try to support Ukraine within this war, etc. Can you speak a bit about that? Uh, We have definitely uh, been um, close with the community uh, because there were a lot of projects that united us. So um, we started channeling our negative emotions into something good. So we tried to contact American Council's office and tried to do our best to uh, draw their attention um, to dangers, the horrors of war that are happening. Uh, We wanted to um, strip Russians of their alumni title. We wanted to draw attention that uh, the main propaganda propaganda, uh, channel is being created and operated by another alumni, uh, Margarita Simonian, and it has definitely um, helped us um, mentally because we started focusing on other things. We we were putting our effort into researching, into uh, making the scripts, recording videos, making the official statements, and I think um, this uh, kind of effort has definitely helped us all together as we um, were working. We changed our like focus and I guess it uh, showed that we as Ukrainian alumni together are very close um, and um, it's a great team that we all make. So definitely a good uh, way to distract ourselves. 
Yes, especially in these hard times, it's important to find a way to not be constantly in fear, pain, depression, and anxiety for you. Did this war and situation change your mindset where you appreciate every moment even more, where you do things with family or things that were important to you, but before you delegated them to someday, etc.? Tell me about you as a person. How did it change you to be through this difficult experience? That's actually um, interesting. Um, I stopped planning. I ditched my um, notebook with all of the like plans I had. Like I had every month scheduled everything hour by hour, but I ditched it because it wouldn't make sense. And I started living. Um, in the moment, just I wake up and I do uh, what I feel like doing. I started walking more, spending uh, time with my friends for sure, because I always thought that, well, I'm always going to meet at the weekend. It's going to be fine. But when you realize that the weekend may not happen, you start appreciating and cherishing a lot of things. And um, I started cherishing my family even more because Living through those difficult times is terrible. And I felt like um, when they had to flee the home, our hometown, I think my support was definitely something that kept them going, that um, encouraged them not to change their mind again. And I guess another thing that I've learned is to um, be acceptant of everything. So whatever happens to you, you just you deal with it because otherwise, like you may not have the chance to enjoy those emotions ever again. So definitely a good time to like slow down, enjoy every second, um, meet with people I care about and uh, learn something more about myself. Thank you so much, Catherine. This was my privilege, my honor such an enriching conversation and all i can say is slava ukraini and i'm slava thank you and have a good day thanks you too